Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? It is your boy C Money giving you guys the hottest DeFi news from the eyes of a DJ and the mouth of a burger on another Thursday. The song of the week is Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Let me tell you guys, we have a doozy for you here. We have the third biggest dev team in cryptocurrency. Let that sink in. Three key principles is anonymity, the next is stability, and the third and final is inclusivity. So we got anonymity, stability, and inclusivity. This week, we're going to tackle the first one with anonymity. Now, this is going to be a tough podcast this whole time because that's not going to get any better, folks, but... Hopping straight on into it, why Monero? Well, Bitcoin was created to be anonymous, okay? I think crypto, I think KYC ruined this. You know, when Bitcoin was created, there was no mount, or, or excuse me, there was no KYC that you had to send a picture in to verify it was you. There was Mt. Gox, um... Uh, I believe I believe Bitfinex was an exchange for a while. Coinbase had been an exchange for a while, but when they implemented these KYC restrictions, it was a pretty big deal, and it was definitely an industry change. The different scams and fraud, or the darknet markets, you are kind of thankful for Bitcoin KYC. Uh, 3.5 billion dollars in this Bitmex scam was just recovered or at least frozen in a woman that went by the rap name Razzlecon. Her first name was Heather, Heather something, but Razzlecon, and she stole 3.5 billion dollars in Bitcoin. Side topic, what do you think is going to happen with that Bitcoin? Two things. One is going to move to the legislative system extremely slow, right? These guys are probably going to lose this case. The U.S. Supreme Court or U.S. The jury has like a 97% win rate. So if you get indicted on something, you're probably going to get jammed, especially something that involves $3.5 billion. The United States, what they have the right to do is seize this Bitcoin. And what they're going to do is they're they're not going to be able to track the BitMEX users. And back then, I don't even think there was KYC. And that'll bring up a bunch of different questions about taxes and all this. They're going to auction off that that Bitcoin. They're going to auction off that Bitcoin, and they're probably going to do it in months months down the road. You know, way down the road, it's going to be auctioned off, and it's going to be back in supply, or it's going to be held by the United States government. The United States government already holds over a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. Please, everybody, look it up. It's facts, especially when you see what's happening in Miami. Bitcoin is here and this is the cycle whether it goes up or it goes down. I don't care We have Odell Beckham jr. And Tom Brady accepting his check in Bitcoin Tom Brady is accepting his check in Bitcoin Wow, it's just it's, it's crazy to say So from the outside looking in when you see all these scammers get caught you think hey, well That's a that's a pretty good thing. You know, uh People are getting caught. Why would we ever want to be private? Well, I guess I like to answer things in threes. <laughs> and you have regimes 
crazy regimes, I think we have to go on the far end and say, well, what if there's Nazis or, you know, people like right now with the Chinese and the Uyghur population, what about those people over there and the genocide that's happening right now that nobody's talking about? So I think that, I think that this is a real, real fear. And, and that's why democracy is so good. And if you have a, a government like China, and this is exactly what they're doing, they're using their currency, which I don't even think it's cryptos. They're doing this on a regular computer. And they're tracking these people. Whenever they go places, they have to scan their wall. They have to do all different types of things to fit in this crazy narrative of a life that the Chinese government wants these people to live in. And it's it's not even fair to them because when they get when they get out of line and maybe they leave their house without scanning their phone, letting the government know, they get put in jail and then they work for free. And so then it turns into a slavery thing, but it's very sad. So you can't you can't have obviously the Nazi thing. And next the next thing is central banks. Obviously today that's a big deal because everybody's talking about inflation. Real inflation right now is probably sitting around thirteen percent. Federal Reserve admits it's about seven and that's higher than it's ever been. So right now we definitely have a real worry. We're seeing negative interest rates in other parts of the world. However, we're also seeing them start to rise. Chinese bank is actually printing money, which is interesting, but I don't think that changes the narrative at all of what China does. The central banks are manipulated insane. Jerome Powell is one of the biggest successes to come out of the stock market, but it is so manipulated in a sham and it's frustrating that my technical analysis depends on what this guy has to say now it is interesting it's fun i do enjoy the the act of watching it and placing trades on what he's saying and it's it is it's a good time and i think he i think jerome powell did a great job avoiding complete disaster so far but most people think that it's just right around the corner and a lot of people are going to be able to say i told you so so the third thing that we got is volatility now most people look at bitcoin as a very volatile asset and of course it is if there wasn't margin trading bitcoin would be a lot less volatile okay if the u.s government went to a gold-backed dollar the dollar wouldn't be so volatile the thing that's good about the volatility of the dollar is this helps banks make money over the common person because the common person isn't trading forex and the common person that tries to usually loses money doing so so this is a great money maker for the banks and it provides a lot of people food at the end of the day so when we look at privacy you know it's not all about just saying i want to be private i'm not doing anything i don't care that's easy to say that i don't care <laughs> okay well i did some math here for you why is this important well we can see facebook bu facebook's business model aka meta and about 77 percent of their money comes from ad revenue based on big data so based on their market cap of about six billion dollars that puts it at about 3.7 billion dollars just from data alone so when you look at all this money coming in, you you know, Facebook is such a, a big company and, and they drop 20%, but that doesn't matter, 
okay? At the end of the day, it's still valued at $5 billion. The investments Facebook can make and will make will keep it at a high-valued company, in my opinion. The main important thing, though, is this money could be, instead of being distributed to a company like Facebook, could be distributed to the people actually giving out the data, doing the work to provide it. I don't want to sit here and say the thing can't go down because I don't even use Facebook. I hate Facebook. I don't have an account. But when you have money, it's a lot easier to slow down the fall. It's very easy to make a lot of money quick, okay? But it's hard to just completely lose it. What happened in Facebook, that 20% move, if anything was bullish in my opinion, and I know that's ridiculous, but that's how you have to trade, okay? When you look at a big move like that, that's gotta be a whale. That's probably Zuckerberg or something just took a big old pay jump or something. Now, was earning slightly bad? Yes. But the only thing I could see is hedge funds are trying to de-risk right now into their assets. I can't see any long-term player saying, well, we don't like the way Facebook is growing because it still is growing. It still has Instagram. You know, they have the Oculus Rift technology. They have a bunch of real estate. I don't think it can really go anywhere. Aside from my stock tangent, because I love to do that, and we have a long episode, folks. I want to take a moment and shout out my Twitter, Cersei Money's Desk, where I post all my trades for good or for bad. It's not financial advice like ever. I don't do that. But what I will say is I post bangers on there, and we've made bands. So, Monero. XMR, the, what we've been all waiting for. I've been beating around the bush on you. It's a privacy coin. You can't track transactions. You can't track addresses. You can't track amounts. You can't track wallets. You can't track balances. And you can't track the history. You can't track anything. And this is basically done from multiple wallets being created as you send each transaction. The idea of Monero was concepted in 2013 in a white paper by Nicholas Van Sabertugen. The community used this concept to launch Monero one year later in 2014. This is an eight-year-old project, folks. I don't care if you're not into Bitcoin or you don't care about the internet. I don't know, you're old. But I think everybody knows the old saying, oh, you, if you put something on the internet, it doesn't go away. And that is so true. Monero does a lot of things that a standard ERC-20 can't do because it's on its own blockchain. It requires specific wallets to use it so it can have a couple of extra features. So Monero can obscure your IP address just baked into the protocol. Now, what basically can happen is people could look at your IPF packets that you sent. Basically, those are packets of information that your computer sent to another server an exchange probably would be in this case and they look at the exchange and they look at all the packets that came in so they'd see your packet so it's it's basically completely anonymous based on all of their different systems and not just their VPN baked in but also their random X and there's another back background code involved but Quite frankly, guys, I'm too lazy to actually go and do some research for these podcasts, so we are going to run with it, folks, off the dome. That's how we do it from the DJ himself, C-Money. 
So because Monero has the third lar largest community of developers, there's always going to be some haters. So in 2018, a bunch of guys, because you know there's no women in the space, which is a big bummer. There was a paper released, and I don't know by who, but I could tell you what, it's, what it was called, and it was called the Empirical Analysis of Traceability in the Monero Blockchain. And let me tell you, that's a mouthful. A mouthful. They haven't provided anything, any proof that they could do this. Even looking at the documentation, it doesn't say that they have any proof that they could do this. But this is hypothetical, that they could run a brute force. Yada, yada, yada. Until I see real data that Monero has been hacked, I'll be surprised. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. So, Tornado Cash is based off a knowledge of proofs. That's basically what Ethereum is, is a knowledge of proofs. And it's based off the of smart contracts that are immutable, which means they don't change. And this is really tough because everything is tracked. Now, we were talking about Ethereum where there's nothing to track. Well, or, or we we're talking about Monero where nothing could be tracked. And now we're talking about Ethereum where, as we've talked in my tools podcast, you can track everything. So how do you become anonymous when you can track everything? Well, it's basically a one-sided liquidity pool. You add your Ethereum to this pool other people add their ethereum to that pool and then you can take your key and use it on another wallet and withdraw that money it's pretty simple but there's some procedures that you need to do to make sure you're anonymous even when using this protocol because it is not in its own blockchain you need to use a vpn that's not baked in we've kind of talked about why or earlier you need to clear your cookies what are cookies? Everybody always wants to say, you know, accept, 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 because a lot of times you have to. Well, a cookie is a small piece of data from the web stored on a user's computer while on the internet. So it keeps track of browsing activity for advertisements. It remembers which websites you viewed, login details. It's kind of what helps you get into Facebook when you just hop on the app and just logs you right in. That's what gives you search suggestions on Amazon. It keeps you track. Well, clearly, if you are sending something to an anonymous protocol, you do not want something keeping track of you. This could easily take a cookie that you had on a personal website and trace it back to you. So you obviously want to clear your cookies. <laughs> it's crazy, but people need to know this, I guess. So... You need to check and make sure there is liquidity. Some people just do stuff. I don't know how you could just do stuff. I, I just do stuff. Guys, if there's nobody in the co in the pool, you couldn't you, you can't add Ethereum to it because what's going to happen is you're going to be the only person to be adding and taking coins. You're going to take out your, the same coins, right? If it's just you and you're the only person that has the keys and let's say you have a big amount and everybody knows the amount Right? Everybody knows that our tracking, the government, or somebody, whoever's trying to track might know or assume how much you have. And they can look up on the blockchain of when that amount went through. That's easy traceability. So you need to break up your transactions. Okay? Make them smaller. A lot of times you can add them into the smaller pools 
opposed to the larger ones. Because you, at the end of the day, you don't want to be the last guy in the pool because that kind of makes it obvious it's you. But if everybody's using this, which this protocol is huge, I don't think it's going to get to the point where it doesn't work. This kind of works. I give the metaphor of that card game where it's three it's three cards down or it, they play them at football games on the big screen where they have a ball in the helmet and they move the helmet around and it's hard you have to pick out each one from that three helmets you have no idea well imagine that and add 60 or 70 different cards then it makes it impossible at that point you have pleasable deniability and it's ridiculous it's out of there and we are in there right we're in there so you need to spread your deposits i want to talk about some history okay because the history is important right you need to know the story that's really it i mean it's, it's pretty cut and dry because that's how ethereum and that's how code is there's you want me to sit here and oh my price projections there's a token this was actually the biggest airdrop ever at one point it equaled twenty three thousand dollars and it wasn't about how much money you put in the protocol. It was about if you use the protocol. Huge. Huge. $23,000 airdrop. Boy. Shit. Bangers. I'm telling you guys, you just gotta, you just gotta use it. You just gotta use it. And it, it makes sense to use it. It's fun. It's created by some gentlemen called the Roman Brothers. They're all about cryptocurrency. And this is a relatively new project. It's not old at all. And I, I'm pretty interested to see what it does towards the end of the cycle. Or when tax season comes around. Or when people are trying to get away from typical governments today. I'd hope to see this used more often. Or maybe Ethereum 2.0 be more private itself. The thing is, is when you look at what governments want they really want something that's traceable cash right now is probably the worst thing in the system because that's what every drug dealer is using and that's just the truth they don't say hey cash at me i mean some of them probably do i don't know but i'm sure they're saying hey i need cash because i don't need all that money on my account you can send millions of dollars worth of Monero, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, a trillion dollars. You can send the half of Russia in a Monero transaction and nobody will know. That is the power. You can put in hundreds of thousands of dollars in this tornado cash over time and take it out and nobody know. And that is the power of this. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. So to finish this out, we got my affiliate code, Meta15. It changed, folks. I had to get it changed for the podcast. We also are going to be on SoundCloud. That's lit. Another thing that I haven't even announced yet, banger news. I will be at the Solana Hacker Fest with the gang. I'm excited to meet the Solana team. I can't believe it. I'm excited and I'm ready to learn. There's going to be a lot of venture capitals there and it will be very interesting to watch how it progresses as, or I progress, 
and maybe how this podcast can progress with the questions I can ask. If you guys have questions, hit me up, either with the Solana team, anybody, at the Meta Money TV after the Solana Fest, which I believe runs until the 16th. I will be going to ETH Denver, folks. There I will be meeting the Uniswap team, the Wu team will be there. Oh my gosh, uh, Hopper team's going to be there. There are so many protocols going to be there. I don't even, I can't even name it all. So I'm going to be at ETH Denver too. So I have so many possibilities to ask good questions. And I've been thinking a lot about what type of questions I want to ask, what type of information i need to know or bring to my podcast so if you guys have that hit me up at meta money tv i also have an email let's say you don't like being so personal you want to tell me a story i love stories i really do hit me up at meta money pod at protonmail.com another fun fact protonmail is a decentralized or not decentralized an anonymous email service so hit me up on metamoneypod at protonmail.com. I want to shout out my boy Hather Burt. He's been killing it lately. That dude is nuts. Alright, his art is beknownst to anyone. Obviously the Catholic community is holding it strong. Bitcoin is doing its thing. I gotta shout out my boy Crypto Frog because I'm making passive gains on Cubo. Cubo! Crypto Frog for the win. Let's go. Hit him up on YouTube, Crypto Frog202. Tell him Metal Money Pod sent you. That would be lit. And that's it from your boy C Money. Stay metal, y'all.